What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Sorry to Interrupt podcast. This is our Monday Rundown, episode 171 on a Tuesday. This is brought to you, as always, by SorrySports.com. Check out the website. We should have some new things up soon. Sean and I jumped right in this week, and we broke down the MLB. We talked a little World Series. Following that, we talked some college football. You know how much I fucking love college football. Just amazing. Um, But I kept up with Sean, as I usually do, just because of my big old brain. Then we broke down week six. We went through every single game, top to bottom. And we broke down last week's picks. I beat Sean. And then we made our picks for this week. So follow us on Twitter at Sorry Sports. Follow us on Instagram, Sorry underscore Sports. Check out the website, SorrySports.com. And if you have anything to say, maybe someday I will check that email. Shoot us an email, SorrySports at Yahoo.com. Enjoy the pod, guys. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Sorry to Interrupt podcast. Tom, this is two weeks in a row for us. We're on a hot streak again, my friend. How we doing? Good for us, man. Reminds me of uh, simpler times where me and you used to do this thing twice a week when we had a little more time on our hands. It was the pre-COVID days, and it feels like a million years ago, doesn't it? Yes, sir. It, uh, it feels like a different world ago, which basically it is. I was just going to say, because it is pretty, uh-huh. uh, pretty insane. But here we are. And yes. not as full of a show this week as we had last week, but that's usually what happens when we don't talk for three weeks. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> I mean, you go from having zero sports where you and everyone else that uh, talked about sports were grasping at completely at straws to a sports overload between golf, uh, football, baseball, basketball, and now we're going back and we have the World Series to talk about now, but it's just going to be football for a very long time. And after that's know, over, man. we're going to have nothing. And God knows if football even makes it through the whole season. I we know, man. Golf, don't get me wrong, but I'm talking major <laughs> yeah. sports. I know, I know. But at least we're going to have some NBA free agency. We're going to have some baseball trays and off season, So it won't be completely barren, but at least games to recap, you're right. Uh, it's going to be football, and that's going to be it. But You can't just give me heroin and then take it away. That's a strong comp. You know what I mean? Like, you, you can't full bore me into heroin, not even just give me a little drip. You, you've so fully this, got me addicted, so and now you're just sports, taking it away. This sports orgy that we've basically had in the last couple months has, has been your heroin. Yes. All right. My well, uncle, my know. uncle texted me. You know him well, and he actually said some fucked up stuff because there was actually an article about uh, Trevor Lawrence not coming out of the draft, and he told me that I should watch a cartoon or something, and AK, and 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 I quote, put down the needle when it comes to watching the Jets. <laughs> Shit, man. I mean, he's a bad guy. Um, he is. He has terrible his guy. moments. Um, but we love him for that reason, and you know, you have your moments as well. All right, so. <laughs> Let's get into some baseball. World Series Game 1 is on right now. Kershaw is dealing. He is. Glass now is 2. Bottom 4 right now. Or top 4, rather. Bottom 4, yeah. Uh, no score. Glass now on the bump. Uh, these two guys have looked really good so far this game. And Kershaw, he's gotten away with a couple of pitches so far. 
but he looks like his stuff's moving pretty well. Before we go into our predictions for this series, and obviously we'll track the game as we record the pod, what did you take away? Let's start in the ALCS. Houston almost had a Red Sox 4 run, and I'm so fucking happy they didn't. You are too, but you were shitting yourself a little bit there, right, heading into Saturday night's Game 7? Hell yeah, man. I mean, the one team that if, if 2020 were really just going to completely outdo itself, Houston would have gone to the World Series and somehow won. And I'm just glad that there is a semblance of hope in the world that Houston lost. Thank God. Um, I mean, that offense turned it around and they started to heat up again. Makes me really question things. Maybe they figured out how to cheat again. Um, (laughs) But yes, I mean, aside from Altuve forgetting how to throw, which was kind of odd, um, I mean, Springer is – Springer, in my opinion, is like one of the most underrated players in baseball. Oh, bro, I don't think it's close. I don't think it's close. And can, can you name another player playoffs. that's more underrated than him? Especially in the playoffs. This guy is always so clutch. I think it's because we've seen him be so good, and it's funny. Like, everybody knows he is, but he doesn't get There's just so many like guys on that team. Yeah, Correa is another one. He had a walk off. I believe it was in Game Four or Five. I think it was Five. And uh, you know that whole team is uh, I, the Dusty Baker. Who listen overall, I really like, and I think for the Astros, he was the perfect hire because he's going to defend those guys. And he wasn't in the battles with them. We all know that. So I can't totally shit on him until he said this asinine quote prior to Game Seven. He goes, you can love us or you can hate us, but you have to respect us. No, I fucking don't. <laughs> That's the whole reason why everybody hates you. Because we I don't mean, maybe, you. maybe this season you have to respect them. Maybe. No, no. I will acknowledge. I, I respect acknowledge, Dusty Baker. Yeah, you have to. And he's a baseball lifer, and he has his own demons in the playoffs. And I kind of, that was the only thing that was okay and palatable about them coming back. Uh, and almost winning the series, but I can acknowledge how good they are. I mean, just because they cheated and had an advantage and they fucked over all the teams in their way, those are all tremendous baseball players. Like you said, Springer, Correa, Altuve, Bregman, you've got Gurriel, you've had the pitching. I mean, the team is a great team, but they were helped. So I can acknowledge how good they are talent-wise. I don't have to do fucking anything else. No respect from me. We're on the same page there. Um, Did you know, I'm going to give you a little stat here. You might have heard this stat, that the Astros were only hit 23 times this year. I saw that. That was about half the amount that the uh, MLB leading Chicago Cubs were hit at 55. Yeah, and I think the Mets were hit like 44 times. It's fucking Mm -hmm. crazy. Yeah, and and, you know, I got to chalk that up to Joe Kelly. Totally agree. Because he was so strictly punished that... I think it scared anybody else off. I also chop it up to to Manfred, who said before the season even started, I think back in spring training 1.0, that if anybody was retaliating at him or intentionally throwing at him, that, uh, that they would get big-time suspensions and they would be punished. And that gave the Astros even more of a cushion. I've never seen a team who did their sport less justice get more of a break than this Astros team. Yeah, um, you would think that they had something on Manfred. But Cody Bellinger just goes deep, two nothing Dodgers. Nice. I'm 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 lightly rooting for the Dodgers. I don't really care either way. Um, some people will say, "Well, you want the team that beat your team to win." 
I don't really give a shit. I bet on the on the um, on the Rays to win, but low key I'm rooting for the Dodgers and Kershaw. Yeah, me too, man. And I and I would not be upset if Tampa won, but I feel like the Dodgers, Dave Roberts, this group, Kershaw, I think they they kind of deserve Call it. Right, it's right? Tampa. Tampa, I'm not doing Tampa, man. I've already <laughs> told you this. Um, okay, so the Rays ended up winning in seven. And here they are in the World Series for the second time in franchise history. Let's go over to the NLCS. The Dodgers were down 3-1, and it looked like they were going to be an early exit again. And then they capitalized on their talent. Mookie Betts just went apeshit in the field, won a couple close games. Corey and, Seager uh, went apeshit at the plate. Yeah, Corey Seager was, was freaking amazing, and they capitalized on a little inexperience there on the Braves and outlasted them for, for a best-of-seven win. Yeah, I mean, I think aside from Kershaw and his shakiness in the playoffs, um, his ERA has doubled in the playoffs what his regular season is. So I think his postseason woes have been well well documented, and I think they're definitely true. Um there's really no denying a double the size ERA. Um, but with that being said, the rest of their pitching was very good. It was really good. And I got to give them a lot of credit because, you know, you got kids like Bueller and Urias and even Dustin May, who in game seven starts by throwing, I think, eight consecutive balls, can't find the strike zone. They had guys ready to go right after him that were more than equipped to come out and kind of restore some order. And that lineup, you just can't keep down. That was kind of the thing through the first four games is they really weren't hitting at all. And it's hard to keep that lineup down for that long. And with them with them on the ropes, you know, they they responded the way they needed to. And that lineup, there's not an easy out in that lineup. And they're so deep. They can run out like six different lineups and they could beat you any day. I've gone up and down the roster a million times. I don't have to do it again, but there's an all-star at every single position. Really reminds me of the late Yankees because you're not going to get a single easy at-bat out of these guys either, especially with the DH now. Totally, and they're just so versatile too. I mean, it's hard to navigate the lineup because not only do you have all-stars at every position, but they all hit the ball for average in addition to being power threats. And, and they all work the count. They all work the count, and they're not a – big-time righty power-hitting team or a big-time lefty power-hitting team. They're kind of all over the place. And as good as they already were, man, for the last, what, eight, nine years, what Mookie does for them is irreplaceable. I mean, if they were going to spend big on a free agent, uh, that's what because that's essentially what they ended up doing, giving him the extension after getting him in the trade. He's the perfect guy for them. Yeah, I mean, he's probably a top-five player. He's definitely a top-five player in baseball. Shout out to the Red Sox for dealing their, what, I'd say best position player since Ted Williams? Maybe since Yaz, but yeah, right no, up there. he's better than Yaz. I'd say he's better than Yaz. You can look up Yaz's career, man. It's, it's, it's there. It's at least in the conversation. It was a long career. It was cute. But I it think was peak, cute. I think peak. <laughs> it was cute. I think peak still. Mookie Betts, I'll take Baseball him especially. historians listening to this pod are not going to be happy with you. I don't give a fuck. I'm talking about now. <laughs> Mookie Betts is a better fielder than Yaz was any day of the week. Mookie's just a different kind of player, man. I mean, he better base runner than Yaz, better fielder. 
And not to mention he could hit just as well as him for power or for average. Um, have you looked back on Yaz's career? We're going to talk a little bit off the air. Mookie is fucking, what, 27? I think he's like 28 or 29. Yeah, or, actually, I mean, come yeah, on. I think he's playing the way he does, bro. Oh, I'm not disagreeing. Blowing Yaz out of the water. And I don't want to hear this Dewey Evans thing either. No, 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 no. That's not even close. Didn't even or make the Jim whole thing. Rice. Yeah, or Jim Rice. No, Jim no, Rice eked into the, the Hall of Fame. Yeah, and it's not a Wade Box thing either. But as far as Red Sox fans, I think it goes. I mean, your top three position players are Ted Williams, Mookie, and Yaz. It's in whatever order you want to put them. Obviously, with Ted being number one, that that is the short list for a team that's been around forever. And to see the Red Sox fans just crying and so upset, it, it's a beautiful thing. I hope that this is going to be the curse of Mookie and and they go another eighty six years. Yeah, I mean. I, I really hope so as well. I guess, I mean, yes, had one MVP, uh, seven-time Gold Glover, so he could do it in the field. Yeah, I was going to say, you were talking about yeah, him. He's like born in Long Island. Just, Interesting. They, uh, you were talking about him like you just had to stick him out in left field like Manny and let him just roam. No, 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 him. not at all. Uh, I mean, he's yeah. had some. he had some good years. <laughs> The understatement of the the <laughs> understatement of the pod. Yeah, yeah, he's had some good years. Anyway, I didn't know he matter. played all these years with Boston either. I think he's a lifetime Red Sox. I don't think he played anywhere else. Yeah, he did. He played from 1961 all the way through 1983. And 61 was uh, Ted Williams' last year, so it was a really nice. You know, transition from one to the next. Anyway, I'm done talking about Boston sports and anything good. The best part is, is that they traded him. He's gone. And Red Sox fans have to cry and they have to watch him in the playoffs. And uh, now in the World Series. And I hope they win uh, for that sake, too. Um, how do you see this series going now, man, in this best of seven? I think, I mean, I, I think I already hinted at it. I, uh, I think it's going to end up being the race in six. Yeah, you said you beat on you bet on the Rays, but I wasn't sure where yes. how many games you had them beating. That doesn't okay. mean I, that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm I'm rooting for them. Like I said, I'd like to see the Dodgers win, but yeah, Rays Rays in six. All right, I got Dodgers in seven. I think they're going the distance again, and um, okay. they're going to finally get their chip. All right, finally get it. I think so, man. This is the first one. Sure, sure I was going to get the monkey. I hope for his sake, man. And even if they lose, I hope he pitches really well in the postseason or in this World Series. He's pitched well in the postseason. I mean, I know what was that game? I think it was game five or six where he struggled, but he was kind of bitten with some misfortune. I really didn't think he pitched all that badly uh, in that game against Atlanta. Um, I'm rooting for him. And, you know, I feel like it's their year. You had, you know, obviously with the terrible death of Kobe and the Lakers winning for Kobe, and it just feels like it would kind of be the Dodgers to follow that up, right? Yeah, it's either the Dodgers' year. I mean, it's either LA's year or Tampa's year because, I mean, the— Fuck, uh, that's a good point. Obviously, the Bucs are looking pretty good with their newfound— quarterback this young guy who i hate when people make this joke so but so i'm gonna make it anyways i think that tom brady fella might make it in the league <laughs> Fucking Dude, everybody everybody who thinks they're cute saying that shit oh you know they got tom brady yeah i fucking know yeah um but uh, yeah i mean not that we were a hockey pot or anything like that but the tampa bay lightning won 
Mm-hmm. Obviously, the Bucks are looking pretty good, so this might be Tampa's year, or it might be LA's year if uh, the Dodgers can get this one. And the Rams are looking not too bad either. Yeah, uh, even though they lost uh, to San Francisco this weekend, but you're right. I mean, Another Tampa trap game. Has- I should have known better because I did pick the Rams <laughs> my goddamn sperm bank, and it was a fucking trap game, and I said it from the first half on. I can't believe I fell for that. I'm looking forward to hearing how you talk about that and try to somehow defend it being like you didn't try or something. But No, yeah, I man, tried. Tampa, I'm just an idiot. Tampa Tampa kind of has that, that mojo going as well. So we'll see which one on this collision course ends up winning out. But either way, I think it's going to be a really good World Series. I can't see this thing going four or five in either direction. No. Awesome. Not at all. It's going to go wild. Just based off pitching, it's going to go a ways. Agreed. Yeah, and I'm, I'm I can't wait because these two teams are so analytically driven that remember Kevin Cash almost cost them Game Seven, taking Morton out at like sixty something pitches when he was dealing. I was like, uh oh, here's an, here we go again. Team trying a little too hard, yep. not letting their guy roll. But hey, they ended up winning the game and, and they're in the World Series for the second time. I can't hate on that. We haven't talked any college football, Tom. I know it's really been hard for you. You've been begging me off the Sean, air. Sean, last year I was college a college football. football guy. I was teaching you about college football. <laughs> you were just so all in on Gundy and, and the Pokes, and now you vowed to pledge your allegiance to crazy Mike Leach in Mississippi State and KJ Costello. Uh, Mississippi State did beat – who did they beat this year? A big team, I forgot. They beat LSU. They beat LSU, yeah. Fucking fuck the Tigers. Fuck the Tigers, yeah. What are, what's um, Mississippi State's mascot? Go Post was just so easy. They're the Bulldogs. Mm. Doesn't Not have as the same. Fun. Doesn't have the same ring, you know? There's a lot of Bulldogs out there. There are a lot of Bulldogs. Um, one of which is also Georgia, who was a part of the biggest game of the weekend against my Alabama Crimson Tide. Your Two God. against three. Sean, yeah. you enrolled this, this semester? That's right. What are you taking? I'm taking everything. I'm taking the school of Saban. He's, he's talking You're philosophy. You're taking everything. You can't even make up a class for me. This he's talking philosophy. Talking he's COVID because he had it. And then he yep. fucking... He would have taken any type of test, an asshole test, an up-the-nose test, an up-the-ear test, whatever, just to get, to get him on the sideline. <laughs> exactly. Right. And now he's 22-0 and against former assistants. So, hey, it worked for him. And it was a good game early. I mean, honestly, Georgia's so good. They're, they have another running back now. The quarterback was playing pretty well. But, I mean, again, Bama, when their offensive line is playing the way that it did, and now you got Max Jones, who has these open pockets. They've got Najee Harris running the ball. you got Waddle and Smith. Two more first-round wide receivers out of this school. Um, they're great, and obviously they're probably the second highest favorites outside of Clemson, who I don't know if you saw this final score. They won 73-7 to against Georgia Tech in a game that was 1-7-7. Did you peek in on that at all? Um, I heard the final score, bud. Not not good for Georgia Tech. And not to mention, Georgia Tech isn't even having that bad of a year. They beat Florida State earlier on in the year. It's not like they're they're owing whatever. Florida State's getting, not very good, though. Florida State's getting better, though. They're getting a little bit better. Didn't Florida State beat somebody good. recently? I'm sorry, I'm not fully up on... Aren't you surprised at the amount that I'm able to talk college football? 
I'm always excited by the fact that you have to be a little bit more into it because of your Jets and you watch Trevor Lawrence play. I mean, is there any doubt, man? Is there any doubt that he's the best since luck? I mean, the team's obviously better with a better head coach. And this is, you know, what is it now? Five straight years where they've been in the championship game, four straight years looking for a fifth. It's fucking insane how deep and talented this team is. They're an SEC team playing in the ACC. And what by that I mean they have to play ACC talent, which isn't very good overall. I know you have some ranked teams in there, but they're not playing the gauntlet of the schedule that they could be playing if they were an SEC team. But I don't, I don't really even think it would matter. I think they would wipe the floor with everybody they play. And I think – if you asked me to flip a coin, if they played Bama straight up right now, I would still give the nod, the nod to Clemson. Yeah, I, I would too. Just base, I would just say, what team does Trevor Lawrence play for? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, well, and you know, yes, is has there ever been a doubt? No, this guy. I mean, he's Andrew Luck. I think he's better, honestly. You know, the tough part. I think he's got more. Listen, I think Andrew Luck was more accurate. But I think he's got more arm talent, and he's definitely more elusive. Andrew Luck was a good downhill runner, but I think this guy is going to be able to move around in the pocket a little bit more. I see a lot of, of um, Pat Mahomes in him. I see a lot of Mahomes in him too, and he's and he's fast too. Once he gets down, oh, he, he can fly. I mean, he, you he saw that run in the national championship game. What was it last season or no? It was two years ago, two right? Two years ago, yeah. Where he just ripped off what a sixty-yarder, seventy-yarder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, in the RPO, yeah. I mean, he, he's a dick. And I mentioned yeah. earlier, there's already articles coming out because Peyton Manning back in, what was it, 1998, duped the Jets and didn't come out, went back to college when they had the number one overall pick. Um, and then my uncle just decides to shit on me and, and do this to me <laughs> again. And, and to be honest, I've been nothing but good to him. Uh, I really don't know Is what I did. Is that true? I, yeah, I've been nothing but fucking good to him, and I didn't deserve that. <laughs> I really right. didn't. Okay. Well, and he's on my shit list. Too. He's on well, my shit that, list. Yeah, well, that's how a Monday starts, right? He, he gets you Monday morning with an article like that. Mm-hmm. You already know. It's like, I might as well just go back to bed. I'm not putting up with this today. Yeah. Um, one thing that's very exciting for this coming week of college football, because we're starting to get more into the swing of things, obviously, oh, you know what? We didn't, we kind of touched on it last week, but. That Florida and LSU game did get canceled. By the way, Dan Mullen, the head coach, uh, tested positive for coronavirus um, after we recorded. So he wanted 100,000 fans in the swamp. 20 of his players got it, and then he got it. So Genius. I'm not going to give the uh, the Nobel Prize uh, to Dan Mullen. He is an absolute idiot. But what, what, yeah. can, you, what can you be surprised about there? Nothing. Um, the Big Ten comes back this week. couple good games. I think you got a Minnesota-Michigan matchup. So, um, slowly but surely, everybody's coming back. I think the Pac-12 comes back in about two weeks. Not that that conference is anything great, but that just means some more intriguing matchups. Yeah, um, some so more football to watch. Fun. Right? Absolutely, man. And it's, you know, you get your full Saturday slate. You don't have to see a team like, no offense to Louisiana Lafayette, being ranked like 17th in the country. It's like, no, those days are over. Hey, man, whoever's playing for that team, take your screenshots. That's yeah, exactly. You can proudly say I was part of the four. I think even before the SEC started their season, you had like the ACC and then those like mid-major conferences, and it was like 
the name the Naval Academy was like 18th in the country. It's like, yep, you better you better find a way to get a trophy made up for that now because it ain't gonna last. No, listen. Let me tell you this. I've been I've been watch I've been following college football a little bit, obviously because there's huge draft implications. And let me tell you this. I've got plans for the Jets. All right, and I, I hope they're listening to this. Okay, I need them to hire me as GM. Because I, I've already got the draft worked out in my head, if you want me to go through it. Please. All right, so first pick, obviously you're taking Trevor Lawrence. I'm going to convince him to come out, by the way. I'm the GM in this in this scenario. How are you going to lure him? Are you going to – what kind of uh, perk package are you going to give him? I'm going to say perk package. I'm going to give him the money that he earned by being – whatever the slot is, the number well, for the first round Well, that's not any pick. different than any number – than any other number one pick. I don't know. I guess I'll, I'll, I'll pull whatever lures the, the Golden State Warrior, Kevin Durant. I'll, I'll say, oh, I'm friends with this business guy and this business guy, and you'll, make, you'll turn your millions into billions. Um, and we'll also try and win a Super Bowl, and we're gonna we're gonna fucking do it because Makai Becton's leading this team. I'm trading all talent I have. Quentin Williams is gone. Uh, I'm gonna try and trade him for a, for a second and a third, and then I'm, and then I'm I uh, made a couple big plays last week, and I'm also um, I'm trading Sam Darnold, and I'm hoping that I get a second or a first round pick. All right, my, with my next move, oh, he's going to fetch a decent pick. I'm telling you. Look at uh, – you know who I'm going to? I'm going right to Pittsburgh. I'm I was gonna just going to say, they're, they're Pittsburgh's waiting in the wings there. Yep. Exactly. I'll take a, I'll take a late first-round, early second-round pick from Pittsburgh. Then I will combine they're those – They're not going to have an early second-round pick. What? They're not going to have an early second-round pick. They're going to be drafting in like the bottom half of the second round. That's a, that's a team that's no, going deep into the playoffs. Bottom half of the first round. Yeah, but then you said an early second round pick. They don't have an early. I'll take a second, second round pick, pick, is what I meant. <laughs> so this is what I'll do, and then I'm gonna package the Seattle pick with whatever I get for Quentin Williams, and whatever, and the Seattle pick obviously for Jamal Adams, and whatever I get for Sam Darnold. I'm gonna move up in the first round of the draft, and I'm gonna get my guy. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get my guy Trevor Lawrence an immediate weapon with Jamar Chase out of LSU, and then in the third, well, if I have a third round pick, who knows what I fucking traded away? Hopefully, in the fourth round I can steal him. If not, third round. I've had my eye on him for over a year, and you know that, Sean. Kyle Pitts. Trevor Hubbard. No, Kyle Pitts, baby. Kyle Pitts. Okay. Out of Florida, who is going to be a top five. Tight end in football. Have you learned your lesson with your Florida players? What are are you talking about? Who I think you're talking about? <laughs> yep. That's a different breed, man. That's fucked. Well, I was also talking about with you, with your Florida players. The Jets don't have a great history of drafting players out of Florida. No, that's true. But no, let's go I was opposite. Not really end of- going down the other avenue. I was talking about your your second round pick that you ended up cutting. Before he played a game. But let's go opposite end of the spectrum here. Tim Tebow attended Florida. Oh, yeah, yeah. All accounts. Jet, Jet, great. And he's still a professional athlete playing baseball. Keep it in mind. Yeah. So, how about that? I I should be Jets GM because we'd at least have some winning players on the field. Well, you certainly hope so. One thing I'm interested in to see is who's your owner going to be. Because if you remember in Peyton Manning's time where he decided, "Ah, I'm going to go back to school. One of the main factors was that was that the Jets owner, uh, Mr. Hess, died, 
and they didn't have an owner yet. And Bill Parcells quit, and then Belichick quit, and they didn't have a coach. So now, who's going to be your owner? Woody Johnson? Maybe Trevor Morris doesn't like his politics, and he says, nope, I'm out. Chris Johnson, who has not done a good job. And then who's your head coach going to be? I think Jim Harbaugh, if you can lure him out of Michigan after he has another disappointing season down there, um, get him, get his ass up here and coach the Jets. No, we're going for Dabo. Dabo is not coming. I don't know, baby. Maybe he wants a shot at the NFL uh, at the big time. Maybe he wants to put his big boy pants on and be a big boy. <laughs> or he could be the Bear Bryant of Clemson. Yeah, enjoy that. Enjoy that. You know what? You know what that? You know what that is to me? That's like saying I own a professional sports team and telling me that you own the fucking Hudson Valley Renegades. Oh, sick! You own an <laughs> independent league, minor league team. You know, you no, you're nothing. Fuck out of here. Yeah, I don't think those are the same things. But well, that's a perfect analogy. <laughs> so, how do you feel then about like Gino Auriemma deciding that he doesn't want to coach men's basketball? You know what? It's a totally different sport. Totally different sport. Both and an empire and twenty twenty women, they're they're they got their what are they? What is that movement called? The Me Too movement. Oh women are created equal. I'm good on that. Okay. Oh my god. I'm good on that. Women are created equal as men. The competition out there. I'm just saying it's a different sport because the criticism would be then why don't you go coach men's college basketball? What about Shashetsky? Your boy. Shashetsky's never coached in the NBA. He's never tried. What do you think of him? Scared. He, 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 yeah, scared. Yes. You're going to say that Mike Shashetsky's scared. Hudson Valley Renegades. Come oh, to the big man. leagues. And not to mention, although I will say this. It's it's football's fault that it's not in the Olympics. Shashevsky's coached all those great athletes on the Olympics. He's coached a LeBron. He's coached a Kobe. How about that? Huh? How about yeah, that? Well, he's, he's managed never, personalities. He's never had to build his own roster dealing with a salary cap in the NBA. Well, honestly, Shashevsky has no respect for that. He, doesn't, he does not owe anything to have to do that. He's dominated college basketball for 50 years. I think he's fine. And I Listen, think if, if, Saban, if Saban, Krzyzewski, Dabo, if they like being big fishes in small ponds, that's fine. No, but if they want to own a big house in the big part of town and be a big boy, then you know what? Come to the big leagues. No, because it's a totally different sport. You got to then not... You got to negotiate a salary cap. You have a GM that's making the football decisions. You don't get to pick your own players. You don't get to recruit the way you yeah, want. Yeah, you don't get to. You don't get to fucking completely dominate a human being's life. We get it, Sean. We understand uh, college athletics need, here. Oh, you know, do we? Because you're saying right now that it should be like just moving on up, and it's a seamless transition. The two are very different jobs. Yeah, I know. I understand that. It, it, it's the difference between, you know. I don't know. The Hudson Valley Renegades. The Hudson Valley Renegades and, and owning the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, who I cannot wait to talk about. And you need to let me know if Will's doing all right. All right. So, anyway, college football is in full swing. It's getting even more exciting with the Big Ten coming back this weekend. Are you going to be placing any bets on some of those games coming up this weekend? No. I don't bet on things that I don't watch. So, I mean – I don't bet on things that I don't know about, and I don't know enough about college football, especially this season. Especially this season, which I generally don't give a fuck about because I don't think there's going to be a playoff or anything like that, correct? No, it's all systems go. 
they're going to do a college football playoff with the four teams, even though yeah. the Big Ten has yet to play, and the SEC has been up and running for how many weeks now? Every 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 conference has its own schedule. That's what's interesting about it this year is there's no interconference or uh, out of conference games. Hmm. Still don't care. It's crazy, crazy thing. Interesting. Yeah, I'll, um, be, I'll be looking forward to hearing you talk about it when we have to talk about I'm it. I'm still going to be able to keep up. I'm still going to be able to keep up with you, but no, you I will not. Continue to keep your finger on the pulse of this. I will because... not be gambling on it because I don't watch college football cover cover to cover. I watch highlights. I watch a few games here and there, but. I don't watch it intently enough to actually gamble on it. All you know is that Trevor Lawrence has to be a Jet or else. I mean, I want to just know who you're, what you're going to call him because if Sam Darnold was your baby boy, I need to know what you're going to call You know, Trevor Lawrence. My sweet prince. Sweet prince. <laughs> I've already decided. My sweet, uh, sweet prince. Sam Darnold's my beautiful baby boy and – Trevor Lawrence is my sweet prince. And honestly, I hope my beautiful baby boy, who has shades of Carson Wentz and Ben Roethlisberger all over, I think he would be a great quarterback in Pittsburgh. It makes you the court jester because, quite honestly, the fact that you keep thinking that your team is going to turn things around is really, really cute. Um, Let's talk about... They'll figure out a way to fuck it up. What do you think? I'm not a realist? (laughs) Well, it was just fun last week hearing you actually... I was sad. I was sad last week when I asked you if this was rock bottom because it wasn't even a question trying to be a pick. And it's still not. Every week I feel like it gets lower. Former Jets quarterback went out and bent us over and put up, what, 21 on us? And then now he turns around and gets replaced? (laughs) Yep. That was great. Now it's his reward. That's that how bad so, the Jets are. It was so classic Jets. All right, so let's go further into week six. I guess we can start there. Dolphins beat the Jets 24-0. Tua comes in. He's now the starter for the Dolphins. We'll talk about them in a second. Joe Flacco, it's pretty amazing to me because he throws the ball all the time. 44 but, attempts. 44 <laughs> attempts in that game. What was it, for like 175 yards? Yep. 188, actually, to be exact. Jesus Christ. Get that right. And Frank Gore had 11 carries for, like, 47 yards. Yep. You know, that actually would be a damn good quarterback-running-back tandem in, like, 2010. Shut up. Am I wrong? No. No, you're not, but shut the fuck up. (laughs) So, you traded... (laughs) You traded uh, one of your defensive captains for a sixth-round pick, I believe. So if you're going to trade assets, you as GM, you got to get a little bit more than that because eventually you got to have some accountability. You got Greg Williams and Gase. By the end of the season, Joe Flacco is going to pass Joe Montana for 20th on the passing leaders. I know that just goes to show that you can't compare errors at no, all. No, you can't. It's totally uh, different. Just saying though, a, he's right yeah, up there. No, it's a fun little elite fun little quarterback, nugget. Joe Flacco. Elite quarterback. Yep. Hey, Super Bowl champion. Um, you got Gase and Greg Williams bickering. In the media, Greg Williams is a dick. I, he really is. And that team. Can you really say Greg Williams much. is like two? It's like, remember the the movie, um, The Ringer, with uh, with Steve-O? Oh yeah, yep. That's like them them fighting over the shiny CD. <laughs> That's like the two of them fighting over the fucking That's a good CD. Comp. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't want to say anything insensitive, so I'm just gonna leave it at that. Um, Probably for the best. Yeah, it's... 
like yeah, I, it's it, I don't even know I don't even know how to put it into words. It's it's like the presidential debates, honestly, between the two of them. Just not a lot of brain power going on. And they're just and they just yell. I mean, it's just you watch Greg Williams coaching the defense, and his defense sucks. He really does, and it sucked when he had better players, and it sucks now. And Adam Gase, I mean, how do you not score? It's Do you know how hard it is to not score a point in today's NFL? That's why I talked about the Giants. They didn't score I mean, not to mention three. even in, gar- like in garbage time when there's fourth string whatever you want to oh, yeah. say, def- defensive players in and you still can't even eke past a field goal? Are you kidding me? Bro, it's crazy. But you know what? I got to say, in the spirit of tanking for Trevor, yeah, it used to be suck for Sam, then it was tank for Tua. Now it's tank for Trevor. I think um, Adam Gase is the Jets' best asset. Well, as long as he's there, you're going to continue to lose. He definitely believes in yeah. so you're right. Um, just wonder how, how long it goes. Um, pretty insane, man, honestly. For the Dolphins, I'm excited to see Tua. Um Fitzpatrick, honestly, I think he's not going anywhere. I've heard, you know, rumors that maybe they're going to look to trade him to another team. There's no reason to do that with Tua's injury history. Fitzpatrick can come in and win a game for you. Obviously, that Dolphin team isn't bad, and I think just having Fitzpatrick on the sideline, mentoring him, is going to be even better for his growth in the NFL. Not to mention, given this division, I like the fact that they're starting Tua because he can give you a spark against some of these better teams. Obviously, you're not going to play the Jets every single week. This division's wide open. I know Buffalo is probably the best team, especially with New England not looking so great lately, being COVID-riddled, opt-out-riddled, and injury-riddled. Um, but that Buffalo team can be had as well. And I think the Dolphins can – I don't think they're going to, but there's a, there's a world where they win this division. Oh, I agree with you because Buffalo, let's be honest, man. They got off to the 4-0 start, and we liked the way that they were playing. They've had a tough time with the Titans and the Chiefs in back-to-back weeks. Now, I listen. This defense, this defense is not what it was the last few years. And I understand one of those games was on a Tuesday night, the other was on a Monday night. It's it's not ideal, but you got to deal with it. They're not measuring up to the better competition in the conference. No, not at all. Um, this defense, their offense got better with obviously adding Stefan Diggs as well as Moss in the draft, um, and Josh Allen just taking that next step that Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield, obviously Rosen were unable to take. Um, but their defense, A lot more talent. Yeah, there's a lot more talent. But even so, Allen, I mean, I talked about the completion percentage last week. It's gone up from 60 to 75 or 73%. That's a huge jump. He's playing, aside from last week, like an MVP. But their defense got a lot worse. I don't know if it's injuries or whatnot. I feel like most of their main players are still there. Yeah, most of the main players are still there. So, I mean, honestly, man, you're right. The division is wide open. Uh, Before we get more into uh, that game and the other games on the slate, let's just talk about a New York football team that actually won a game. First one of the year. There you go. They're now a combined – one and eleven. It's really, it's really sad. But the Shame Giants for you. The Giants did not cover. The Giants did not cover. I thought they. I, I said they would win, and they did. But somehow, of course, found a way not to cover. And they got very lucky with Ron Rivera going for two at the end because 
the Giants couldn't fucking do anything offensively in the second half. And if Washington kicks the extra point and ties it and it goes in overtime, I had no doubt the Giants would find a way to lose that game. Daniel Jones showed some flashes of great. He, I mean, he does. He, him and Darnold are very similar in that way. They have one or two plays a game where it's like, wow, this kid can really play. They have about two or three, which are inexplicably bad. One of those was Jones trying to throw the ball away and couldn't throw it far enough, and it got picked in the end zone. Oof. And it's got a drive. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, it was bad. It was so bad because, again, he has this issue, man. I don't know how Darnold is, but it's like he has no problem getting into the red zone. But there's so many times where either they end up kicking field goals which bad teams generally end up having to do. Good teams score touchdowns, bad teams kick field goals. But there have been many of occasions in and the two years. And then the Jets don't score any points. Right. <laughs> there have been many of occasions in the two years where Jones, he fumbles in the red zone or throws a pick in the end zone, and, and they don't and they come away empty-handed. And that's just so demoralizing to a team because, listen, the Giants' defense has played well. I like Patrick Graham as a D.C. You got Logan Ryan. Yeah, Bradbury, who's been a great pickup, Blake Martinez. They have players, but collectively they're not a great defense, and you cannot expect them to go out on the field and hold teams down. Um, not a lot to love about the Giants in this game, aside from the fact that they ended up winning. And Washington, I tell you, that defense really is good. It really is good. I know the Giants' offense is not, but that that defensive front for Washington, as we know, it, it really is stout. And Kyle Allen... He, he can he can win some games this year. I, ah, I, finally you're conceding to me. This is what I said last week. I know. I, I was just going to say, I have to eat my words a little bit because I, I, I thought he just wore out everything in Carolina last year. Down the stretch, he was just god-awful, unplayable. Will Greer played a game or two. Um, but I watched him. You know, he manages. He He's mobile. He runs around a little bit. He's He's not terrible. No, he's he's going to dink and dunk. He's going to make the right play. It's just you can't ask him to go out there and win a game on his own. No. It's just don't lose it for us. And right. and with that defense, he's going to be able to do that a few times against some lesser teams. And obviously they, 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 they don't play the Jets this year, but maybe they'll beat somebody else. They could beat the Giants when they play in a few weeks. Yeah, that's true. And they could beat, and they could beat Dallas this coming week. As a matter of fact, I might have that game picked. We'll see. Oof. Um, Broncos going to New England and win 18-12. This game shocked me. It really did. How about you? Not only – it just made me scratch my head. Like, what, what's going on? It's it just adding to 2020. Obviously, Drew Locke coming back off IR. So, they upgrade a quarterback for what that's worth. I don't know how much. Um, but, yeah, COVID cam coming back just not looking great. Not looking great at all, man. I mean, I don't know. Maybe get- he was still, like – I don't know if he was asymptomatic, um, like LeMahieu was, where he didn't feel anything, or he was sick, but he just, he looked okay running the ball, but passing the ball, he was very, and the only person who was accurate on the Patriots was Edelman. You know, the acknowledgement that I had watching this game, and I know they looked really good for a couple weeks there, um, early on in the season, that offense just is not very good. The skill yeah. position players are not very good, and the offensive line isn't good at all. Yeah, I mean, honestly, Brady leaving, it, it looks great for him. I mean, aside from the fact that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they've got to be top five in penalties or penalty yeah. yardage. Aside yeah. from that, I mean, if you're just talking pure talent football situations, 
I tip my cap to Tom Brady for recognizing that and getting the hell out of there. Me too. And and for Cam, you know, I I think when he's protected and obviously some guys can get open, especially Edelman, who's seemed like he's gone from the security blanket of Brady to the security blanket of Cam, they can win games. And they're going to win games simply because they don't shoot themselves in the foot, to your point. But, man, this team I'm just watching talent-wise. When they play – I mean, Denver's defense, I got to give them credit. They, they're not bad. Even losing uh, Von Miller for the year, they're not bad. I think current Cam, honestly, for the Patriots, and, and I think Belichick will put them over the top and they're eventually going to win that division or, or finish with a wild card. But Cam's like, you know, I know he had that magical MVP run, but I think he, he's more of a Matthew Stafford to the point where it's almost, unless you're Belichick where you can design things for him and get him to win, if there's anybody else, it's almost detrimental to you to have him because it's like, He's not your franchise guy, but he's also not going to be terrible. Right. So he's just more of a mediocre, middle-of-the-line quarterback. But that might be all that Belichick needs. I think so. For what the realistic expectations uh, that this team has this year, watching them, they're probably at best, what, a 9-10 to 10 win team? Yeah, I think they can squeak out 10 wins and then make the playoffs. I mean, I think... Eight to nine wins get you in the playoffs easily, given the um, the added slots this year. Yeah, and they've so let's see, they play the NFC West, so they've already played Seattle and lost in the last couple seconds. They've got to play Arizona, they got to play the Rams. Uh, they're playing the Niners this week. They've got the Jets. What twice more? They haven't played yet, right? So there's two wins. They've already beaten Miami once. I think they could split with Buffalo. Yeah, they're probably about a 9-10 to 10 win team. Yeah, they'll make the playoffs. I think so, too. And to your point earlier, I mean, you're right, because this division is so wide open. And because they don't make mistakes that other teams make in inopportune times, you know, that always gives you an edge. Um, what do you think of Drew Locke here? I thought he had an absolutely awful game. I, I think he came back. I mean, listen, they won, so what kind of shit can we talk? I think he came back a week or two early. He still looked hurt. Yeah, and those two interceptions. He's better than that. The stretch. He's better than he, that. The decision making has to change. Did you yeah. see those two picks he threw down the stretch when all he had to do was kind of just manage the game? Yeah, that wasn't that wasn't really based off being hurt. I thought I was talking about more of the rest of the game. The picks were, the picks were basically because he was just it was a dumb play. Mm-hmm. It was all on his head, not his arm. Yeah, uh, and. I think it was just, again, young quarterback making young quarterback mistakes, but it's better to make those mistakes when you win, right? Uh, I thought New England was going to end up winning this game as they were going down the field. I'm like, here we fucking go again. I was kind of surprised they didn't. Yeah, I think if you put Brady in that situation, they probably win, right? <laughs> Certainly easy to say that. He's only done it for 20 years. Yeah, or maybe he forgets how many downs there are. You never know this Oh! <laughs> doesn't seem to matter because we'll talk about the, the Packers game later. Let's move on to the next game. The Steelers beat up on the Browns. Baker Mayfield apparently was pretty banged up. I still think they get smoked even if he was 100%. This was the Miles Garrett revenge game, and they finally had Roethlisberger. Uh, they didn't have to play Duck Hodges or Mason Rudolph. Roethlisberger looked... I would say mediocre to good early on in the season. That defense is winning them winning them games. I think he looked dialed this week. He fucking lit them up, dude. I mean, and, and it's like, 
he's not just going to Juju. Actually, he's going to Juju the third most. He's filling it up with Claypool and Washington and uh, who's the other guy? Rob was it Robinson or something? I don't fucking know. I'm not sure. I know. I know they got Washington, and Claypool, and obviously Juju and James Conner ran the ball really well this week. I love um, Benny Snell, uh, the second year back out of Kentucky. And dude, can we just acknowledge how great a play calling that the their OC has had so far this year? Because yeah, Claypool has played really well as a receiver, but how they use him on those kind of end around plays and let him get in an open space, they're using him so brilliantly. You gotta love it. Yes, absolutely. Although the one thing that's really going to hurt them is is Devin Bush being out. Mm, yeah, true. That was Russ. And is he out for the year? It looks like it could be season ending. Yeah. Ah, uh, that sucks. Because he was, yeah, it's it's a serious knee injury apparently. Um, I mean that that sucks because he was playing like an all pro. I mean, I know they still have Mika Fitzpatrick. You know who they might want to go after? Hmm. Maybe if maybe CJ Mosley will opt in, <laughs> and the judge will train him. <laughs> uh, you're hoping. Well, maybe you'll get a conditional seventh for that because you'll have absolutely no leverage. I'm I don't. Gra- think so. I'm I'm really grasping at straws here. <laughs> you really are. I don't know, man. Remember, they really don't have a lot of draft capital right now because of how much they gave up to get uh, Minka. But I think they'll find somebody. Uh, not to do what Devin Bush does because obviously he's that good, but somebody yeah. will step in and be a, and play a adequate, an adequate role there. Um, what were your takeaways from Cleveland? Because yeah, Mayfield had the rib injury, but if you're out there, I mean, he just looks lost, absolutely lost. He's not good. He's just he's not good. No, I mean Baker's bad. They're they're so basically Odell's been there almost two years, and they they still haven't figured out how to utilize him. And it's not like he's a rookie that's super talented. Like, there's tape on how to properly use utilize this guy because he played, what, four si- seasons with the Giants? Mm-hmm. Like, it's unfucking believable And I get it. This team's trying to establish the run first. But at some point, you got to let this guy loose. It, it just makes me want to rip my hair out. Yeah, between him and Landry, I mean, you've I got... I mean, Landry's to... fine. He's a possession-wide receiver. He's going to get you your six catches for 60 yards or whatever you want to call it every single week, and that's fine. But Odell Beckham Jr. is a top three wide receiver talent in the NFL. And right now, he's not even performing like a top 15 wide receiver. No, he's not. And it's, not, to, it's not his fault because he's healthy... Or at least he's on the field every single play, and his routes runner there, so it ain't his fault. It's not his fault. Odell is going to be one of those receivers where you look back on and had you see that he had the misfortune of playing for two of the worst teams in the league his entire career, that never were able to let him be as great as he possibly could have been. Like I said, if he was drafted by the Giants in 2010 to 2014, we're talking about a first ballot Hall of Famer. And a guy that, you know, is, is a kind of Julio Jones-esque, I think. Obviously a different kind of receiver, but the same kind of numbers, I'm saying. But he just got put in the worst situation. And then he gets traded to a team with a quarterback that sucks. And there's, a, there's almost too many weapons there, bro, because you sound stupid. But Mayfield, he can't really prioritize Odell. And he's kind of just checking it down and trying to run the ball. He's not good. He's not good. No, he's a game manager. At best. At best. Um, 
they benched him. I don't know if it was because he was hurting or because the game was out of reach. Um, Case Keenum, I, I don't know. It, the Browns haven't announced anything. I'm very, very interested to see if he ends up starting this coming week. Mm. Developing story broken here at, uh, at Sorry Sports from Sean. Uh, all right, let's move on to the next matchup. The Lions beat the Jaguars 34-16. to Sean, this was another one of your picks that were absolute poop. Oh, it's fucking so bad. <laughs> and you know what? Matty PP just fucks you either way, huh? Bro, I read um, a Bleacher Report headline at like 10.30 a.m. on Sunday saying that if the Lions lost this game, that Matty PP would be gone. And immediately I knew I was going to lose this pick. Because <laughs> the Lions, in classic Lions fashion, will play their best game of the year, win, and then they'll fold like a tent next week, and Matty PP will then be fired. But as soon as I saw that, I was like, ah, oh, for the love of God. <laughs> yeah, not a, good, not a good pick by me. Minshew Mania, that uh, was a rough one for them. Uh, what were your takeaways from this game, other than watching me lose and laugh at my expense? Really nothing from from a football perspective. Um, this game did not make it on red zone very much. Uh, it's not a very interesting game. Galladay's a great receiver, that's all I'll say for them. And then Robinson's an interesting running back. And I love Minshew, I always will. Um, but I'm warning the Jaguars, you better stay the fuck out of my Jets' way when it comes to getting the number one overall pick. Yeah, man. Remember luckily, they already have a win. Yeah, yeah, they got a win. They're they're part of the one win club. Yeah, I was thinking about that too because they win. I believe it was week one, right? Yeah, the, yes. the, the Colts, fucking Phil Rivers. Um, and I'm thinking, ah, uh, he's going to play just well enough. I even said it on the pod, he's going to play just well enough where they're going to win like three or four games and they're not going to get Lawrence. Now, I don't know because that team really is bad, and they're as bad as we thought they would be. They're just there's just too many other god awful teams in this in this league right now. Yeah, there's, I mean, this the league is historically bad, and the fact that the Jets are the worst by, by a mile. Really. I don't think it's close. No. I really don't think it's close. Even with the healthy Darnold, I don't think it's close. No, lack of talent-wise and just being bad-wise, the Jets are the worst, and it's not even close. All right, well, that's enough of that. Let's stop talking about the Jets, because, Sean, I'm going to start to tear up here. The you Falcons beat the Vikings, another defeated team. Um, decides to come around and get a W here, forty to twenty-three. After the firing of Dan Quinn, the offense just exploded. Matt Ryan woke up. I like, like I said, it's been twenty years since he threw a touchdown. He threw two to Julio Jones this week and a few more. Um, Julio looks healthy again, and, and this Falcons offense definitely looks explosive. Ridley had a good game too. Yep. Uh, Hayden Hurst. Yeah, I mean, there's too many weapons, and Ryan is still. He's not what he once was, but he's still very good. And another MVP performance by Kirk Cousins. Huh? Uh, three interceptions and, and a couple hundred yards, but I mean, he Man, was he was sitting time. he was sitting under two hundred yards with three interceptions before basically this game went into the fourth quarter, and I just had to look at it and laugh because. There's no. I mean, you picked this guy. Match. Can you explain to me? You picked this guy to win most valuable player. I know. I in know. the NFL. I did, and I told you my reason. He should be on the man. sidelines wearing a fucking dunce cap. <laughs> a dunce cap. Thanks yes. for bringing me back to the 1800s. Uh, yes. Um, yeah. But <laughs> <wondering> schoolhouses. Uh, <laughs> Justin Jefferson corner. is for real. Yeah. 
You still got Thielen. I mean, Cook will be no, back. It makes no sense, dude. It really doesn't make sense how they're this bad. I know we talked about coaches on the hot seat. Mike Zimmer, he's got to be up there, man. I mean, this he's a defensive guy, and I understand that you know his defense is young. But not only are they young, they're fucking terrible. They're so bad. They're yeah, so they, bad. They, they, they give they, up the chunk plays like. Like, it is insane to me how many big plays a week they give up. Yeah. No, no, absolutely. Um, well, let's stop talking about two teams that aren't going to make the playoffs. Let's move on to one that I asked you, was it last week or a while ago? Are the Bears Fugazi? Mm-hmm. We both said yes. And then they go out and they take another pick right out of it. They take, they're taking more food out of your mouth, or they might be putting more fast food into your mouth, and they take another pick, and they beat the Carolina Panthers 23-16. to Sean, this one puts you at 1-3. and three. Put me at 1-3, and three, man. It was not a good week, and I was kind of feeling good. I still stand by my statement. I don't think this team is for real. <laughs> We're going to be I fucking the, – the Super Bowl streamers are going to be falling down on Nick Foles, and Sean is going to be saying, I still don't think this team is for listen, real. Convince me otherwise. Listen, last year I was saying that about the Packers as they went 13-3 and and they found them, their way into the final four in the NFC Championship game, and they got dismantled by the 49ers. And that for a 13-3 and team – was the least impressive 13-3 and team that might be up until now if the Bears finish Yeah, if the Bears way. can find a way, right? They win by seven points on the road against the Panthers team that's frisky. They're not great, I get that. But I'm not seeing, seriously, all kidding aside, do you watch the Bears? They they escaped with the win against the, the Buccaneers because Brady had a complete 40, he had a senior moment, we'll call it that. <laughs> um, do you watch this Bears team? And seriously think to yourself, I'm watching one of the best teams in the league. No, I mean, I look at their defense is top five, okay? Uh, but I look at their offense, and the only player that really stands out is Allen Robinson. Everybody else, I think, is is an underperformer. Foles doesn't look great. He's sailing a lot of passes. And Montgomery is a bust at running back. I don't think he's a bust. I, I They just do not use him. Nagy does not use him. And they just completely abandoned the run. He loves, whether it be Trubisky or Foles, to throw the ball about 80 times a game. Yeah, I mean, there's that too. But Montgomery's also averaging, I think he's averaging a solid 1.8 yards per carry. So I can't really blame him for wanting to throw. Yeah, I just think that he's a guy, you know, you got you to gotta let him get the ball a little bit more. It's so predictable when they when they give him the ball because it's like, okay, well, Foles' arm's about to fall off because he just had 14 straight attempts. So, all right, we'll hand it off twice, (laughs) and then we'll move on from there. Um, What do you think about this defense? Because you you said it. I I do think this defense is a top-10 defense. Defense is the only thing about this team that's for real. It's going to keep them in a lot of games. It's going to keep their point differential on the positive side, and it might win them a wild-card game. Yeah, and Foles is one of those guys, right, where – Obviously, we know his history. If you get him in the dance, he could he could take you Dick all the way. Nick. Big Dick Nick. You know what? I got a better comp for you than the Packers. They're a lot like the 2016 Giants, the 11 and five Giants that couldn't score more than 18 points a game. Is that but their the defense? Is that the boat? The yeah, that was the, the boat steamboat. 
<laughs> Obviously, it wasn't boat. a steamboat. <laughs> I got no. I got your pun. Uh, they uh, yes, they went eleven and five that year, and they were there was nothing about that team that showed eleven and five. And maybe the Bears are that way, but it's better than being one and five, which is their alternative. So good for go. them. Yes, sir. Um, Colts Bengals. The Bengals were destroying them, and then of course Phil. Rivers. I really like what I'm seeing out of Joe Burrow because he's spreading that fucking ball around too. Higgins had a good game. Boyd had a good game, and we had an AJ Green sighting. He decided to check out of the nursing home this week. <laughs> Did you think they're because they're up twenty four to three? I, think, I thought it was over. Half. I thought I was gonna. I thought I was gonna get maybe th- even three picks after halftime from Phil Rivers. And him just screaming at anyone that looks in his direction. But Rivers decided to figure it out. I'm thinking this is a vintage Phil Rivers performance at home against a bad team. They're going to get destroyed and booed off the field. And then before I know it, he turns back the clock to 2012. And he has an incredible second half. And you got to give the Colts credit because they should have lost this game. I know the Bengals blow. But that was an easily losable game, and they came back and won, and they needed this one. Yeah, absolutely, and that defense is pretty good. I know they gave up, what was it, 27 to the Bengals, but they're one of the best team. They're one of the best defenses in DVOA. Um, moving on to the next game, the Titans beat the Texans 42-36 to 36 in overtime. Once that thing went to overtime, I thought it was all but a formality. I knew the Titans were going to win. Ryan Tannehill is the best quarterback in football. Um, he, is wow. my new, he is my new fantasy quarterback um, because Dak's You're taking leg, him over Mahomes. Dak's leg fell off, um, so I had to pick up a quarterback. Yeah, Tannehill's the greatest. That's a strong take by you. They really opened up the offense for him. This defense is just rock solid. I know they gave up a lot of points, but they seem to get the stops when need be. And this offense, he can really spread it around. He can spread it around. And he's playing, all kidding aside, like one of the best quarterbacks in the league because of that. It also helps when you have Derrick Henry, who can take a 94-yard run. You know, all He can take a handoff at the six-yard line and bring it to the house. Yes. It's cr- incredible. And their defense, like I said, they don't have a lot of guys on it. Sometimes they can... They can give up the deep ball. Their their best uh, their best cornerbacks Malcolm Butler, and he hasn't been good for about three years. But they seem to make timely stops. They do seem to make timely stops. But if it's not for Romeo Cornell showing why he's never been a good head coach, they don't win this game. What was going through your mind when you saw he was going to go for two when they were up eight? Um, I mean he he had a deer in the headlights look. I just, you know, said, oh, no. Well, they were up seven. Yeah, they were up seven. So the two-point conversion would have put them up nine. I mean, the the math there doesn't really make sense because if you're up eight, I, I don't know. I mean, in that situation, I think you just kicked the, kick the ball through. What it showed to me was he had absolutely no confidence in his defense to not only stop the Titans, but also stop them on a possible game-tying two-point conversion. And you know what? He was right. Clearly he was right, because they didn't. I I just, yeah, that was one to me. And they're really missing, honestly. I know they gave a shit ton of money to Watson, which is what you have to do. 
mean, mm-hmm. these quarterbacks kind of hold, 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 they just hold you, hold your ransom, and they have to, and you have to pay them, right? The, the Cowboys are going to do the same thing to Dak, even though his leg fell off. Rest in peace, Dak Prescott. I know he died. Wow. Um, but I mean, the Cowboys are going to have to Will's pay him. Don't do this. Russell to Wilson, same shit. Every quarterback, whatever. But I mean, letting Clowney go is tough for them. Yeah. They, that, I mean, they have no pass rush. They don't, but Clowney wasn't really I mean, a sack artist. No, but he was putting pressure on the quarterback, not to mention he was an excellent run stopper. I think that's more what it is. is he, he, he's more missed in the run game because things like, I mean, obviously Henry's a special breed, but some of those runs don't happen if you've got Clowney. Yeah, and I just think letting him go is tough, and, and Bill O'Brien really fucked these guys up good. He fucked them up so good. Uh, but I got to tell you, man, you talk about the quarterbacks holding the team's ransom. I mean, Deshaun Watson's special. He's special. He absolutely is. I'm just saying in a general sense where they take up so much of the cap. You have, you have to, to do what you have to do. That's just the reality of the situation. In, in today's NFL, you don't win if you don't have a quarterback. Simple yep. as that. And most of the time you're going to win when your quarterback's on a rookie deal, a la Patrick Mahomes. And, you know, and and Russell, I've talked about this a million times. Jets, fucking draft Trevor Lawrence. Let me be GM. That's enough of that. All right, moving on to the next. The Ravens beat the Eagles. This game wasn't close, although it felt close. The Eagles made a comeback towards the end because the Ravens were scared to make Lamar throw the ball after a certain amount of time. Um, I'll tell you this. I know this Raven team. This Ravens team is notorious for beating up on bad teams. I still have zero confidence with them against good teams, because I still see a deer in the headlights look from Lamar when it comes to passing. So happy you said that. I couldn't agree with you more. Man. I think when I mean, Lamar goes through a game script like those first fifteen plays that every team has, he mm-hmm. looks like a different player than the second quarter on, where he has to do his own thing and kind of improvise and figure it out. Yeah, and, and, you know, the other thing he's not great at is from playing from behind. And in a game against the Eagles, and it ended up being 30-28. to 28. They, If they got a two-point conversion, this game goes into overtime, and Wentz just tore it up in the second half. But, again, how much can, stock can you put into that, right? Because when the game was close and in hand, he was, he was awful. He was absolutely awful. And Philly has their share of injuries. But I agree with you totally on, on Baltimore. They got to prove it to me by beating a team like Kansas City – like Tennessee before I can really start putting them up there. Lamar has his problems, and you're right. They, they didn't want him to throw anymore, and I guess it was true when you're winning by that much, you're just trying to burn the clock. But it seemed like they just let him play tentatively, and they, they completely took their foot off the gas. Yeah, and you're going to see that a lot because you see it, I mean, just talking from fantasy, I know nobody cares, but you see guys like Mark Andrews, Hollywood Brown, whatever, if those guys don't get their points early within the first two quarters, especially when they're playing from ahead, they're, then you might as well have not started them because they're not going to see any targets after that because all they're going to do is run the ball. Right. Yeah, no, you're totally you're totally right. And if you're paying attention to that from a fantasy perspective, it's going to bother the hell out of you. Yeah, I, I absolutely. Don't, I don't understand why when I watch this team – and maybe it's because how dominant they were last year, but even when they put up all these points, I'm watching this team and I'm like, something's missing. I don't know whether it's on the offensive side of the ball, the defensive side of the ball. Maybe it is what we just talked about, which is they haven't conquered the demons yet of better of the top echelon teams in this conference, but they don't feel like a Super Bowl team to me right now. 
No, I don't think they have that. And listen, maybe maybe another year Hollywood could be it, but they don't have that put away wide receiver. No, they you know, don't. like the Chiefs I, I have, have Tyreek Hill, and they have Kelsey as well. A few other great teams like AJ Brown, I think, is that now for the Titans. Mm-hmm. He was amazing in that in that game against the Texans. And then you can go up and down the list. I don't think Hollywood is that yet. I don't think Mark Andrews is that yet. They don't have a put-away playmaker to help out Lamar. I was just going to say, I think their put-away player is Lamar. Yeah, well, when... And that's scary. When they st- when you stack up the box on him and he can't run it and you're making him pass it and he needs to come back, he hasn't fared too well, has he? No, he hasn't. I'm interested to see how both of these teams respond after this week. Was it just a fluky second half and they escaped and... They go on and kick the hell out of whoever they're playing this week. And does Philly carry that momentum over into a Giants game uh, in two nights? Yeah, we're going to have to see. Very interesting. Unfortunately, we have to pick the Thursday night game this week because the Giants are involved. I hate picking Thursday night games. I think I'm owing a million. Um, but let's move on to the next game, what we thought was going to be the game of the week. We really did, and it was not. And Fox thought so, too, because they dragged Joe Buck from doing Game 7 of the NLCS into Tampa Bay to do this game in a game that was over in the first quarter. Yeah, I mean, Tampa went out there and stomped out the Packers. Obviously, they got off to the 10 nothing start, but then, I mean, you had a Gronk sighting. Ronald Jones, all of a sudden, has gone from averaging 1.0 yards per carry to lighting the world on fire. This team looks great, and I'll tell you what, it's that defense that really helps them out too. The defense, obviously, is really playing at a top level, but I want to say what I took the most out from this game. The Packers are for play. No, was the was the Buccaneers' offensive line play, because they were great. The yeah. Packers got no, no pass rush on Brady at all, and we've seen this offensive line be a little shaky in the first five weeks. I don't think it's shaky blocking-wise, although I have seen Brady on his ass a few times. I think it's more shaky penalty-wise. And they got their shit together when it comes to that. Yeah, I think they're always going to be a team that's relatively penalized because we know that's just a staple of an Arians team. But I thought that they played their best game of the season by far because forget about the penalties for a second. They They gave Brady... The entire day to throw. And when Brady has that time, I didn't watch Brady and say, oh, my God, here's Brady of 2010, 2007. But he is so efficient, and he makes these throws from anywhere from 5 to 20 yards effortlessly. And you're right. I mean, this was finally the game where we saw Tampa with its full arsenal of skill position players and Brady having an all-day to throw, and you know what this team's capable of doing now. Absolutely. What did you take from Green Bay? Because was this just a bump in the road, or do you have more serious questions about them? Serious questions about their defense, specifically their pass rush. I mean, I know, like you said, Tampa's offensive line played well, but they're not the best offensive line in the world, and they didn't get any pressure at all. Aside from that, I think it was a bump in the road for Rodgers um, and the offense. I think they need to start designing a, a few more – a few. Few other plays besides Rodgers just trying to figure it out out there, um, but uh, yeah, the defense is what really scared me. Yeah, and Rodgers pretty much said that as much right in the post game. He's like, "I think we kind of needed this ass kicking because we've been winning so easily, which they have then, and now we'll see how they regroup." Um, as obviously, like I said, they were thirteen and three team last year that didn't feel that good, 
they have felt a legitimate five and zero this year. Um, and then they, you know, they laid an egg, and we'll see. Uh, we'll see how they respond this coming week. Absolutely. All right, let's move on to the two Monday night games. Sean, I wish there was football well, every day Let's start with the, the week. Sun, let's, let's, let's go Sorry, Sunday, Sunday night, night games. You, I know you try to skip over this because this was your failed sperm bank <laughs> pick of the week. Listen, man, Jared Goff is Jared Goff is still Jared Goff. He's still a mouth-breathing son of a bitch. Wow. I said it. I Welcome on the pod. From- no, that's coming from a place of hurt in the immediate. <laughs> I'm <laughs> vulnerable. I'm, I'm a hurt. I'm yeah. a hurt dog right now, and I'm I'm growling and, and spitting. Show me um, on your show me on the doll where he hurt you, Tom. <laughs> Listen, right in the fucking pocket is where he hurt me because I had this game on a lot of teasers and a lot of parlays as well. Um, listen, that this was a desperation game for the Niners. They needed to win. And they got their playmakers involved. Mostert got hurt, but McKinnon's a good fill-in. Obviously, Kittle went off in this game. And they hurt, They hit the Rams' defense early, and they hit them often in the beginning of the game. And even with this defense being riddled by injury, talking about the 49ers with Bosa and a few others being out, they still looked pretty good against these Rams. They got pressure on Goff. Goff doesn't know what the fuck to do when there's somebody coming down on him. Um... And they shut down the running game except for a few runs from Henderson. This game reminded me of the 2019 49ers. Yeah. Run the ball, dominate time possession, don't let Garoppolo Fuck up. put yourselves in a position where he, he's going to cost you a game and let the defense ball out. And that's what happened. And, yeah, I don't know. I still think the Rams are really good, but it does show their vulnerability, right, because they're capable of games like this. Even – got to be honest. I mean, that game against the Giants in week four, I mean, they won 17-9. There was nothing about that offense that week that was inspiring. And that – they've kind of been sputtering a little bit the last couple weeks. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you. I'm – I still like the Rams, though. I still think they're I better than the Niners. I think they're the second-best team in this division. You kind of called that from the get-go, right? I mean, you said that they were going to be really good. I, I think they're going to win the division. I think they're. Gonna, I think Russell's going to have a hiccup. I just think top to bottom, they're better than the Seahawks are. Couldn't agree with you more. I, I think, obviously, you look at the quarterback position, we'll take Russell on that one 10 out of 10 mm-hmm. times. Offensive skill? What do you think? I mean, Metcalf is the best wide receiver out of any of them. Metcalf and Lockett, yeah. Um, um, running back-wise, I'll take... You know what, give me the Seahawks there, too, because I'll take Carson over anything they got. I'm definitely, definitely taking that Rams defense, though. Oh, yeah, I will take the Rams defense. And I mean, I don't know, they, they couldn't... The fucking... The, what is it, the Seahawks couldn't stop a nosebleed. No, no, their defense isn't good. Um, I picked, obviously, San Francisco to win the the division before the season started. But I got to be honest, man, six games into the season, I think the Rams are probably the team that you're going to feel the safest about. Okay. I think that they're the team that, in this division, obviously, Russell, when he's on. Did I talk about, was it last week, did I make sure I got in the get the fuck out of here with these stupid campaign things like you're running for president? You went all in, and yes. I joined you. Yes. Yes, thank you. Everybody enough go back and listen to Russell, that. let that your game talk, huh? You're a good enough player. Thanks. You're welcome on the pod, though. Um, he was on the Bill Simmons pod, man. He was. That was a good listen. Did you hear that? Yeah, he's going to be on our pod next. It, it was uh, a good listen. To it. it was a good listen. Let's move on to the next game, my friend. 
Chiefs beat the Bills in a rainy Monday night, 5 o'clock game. I enjoyed it. I was happy to have football right outside of work. Um, 26-17. Josh Allen missed a lot of throws. I don't know if you can chalk that up to the rain or whatnot. This game was supposed to be a battle of the cannon arms, but it was more just a battle of, I guess, who could get to 21st and then get the fuck out of there. Yeah. It was was an ugly game, but... Watching that game, my biggest takeaway, and I'm sure you will too, agree. Patrick Mahomes just does things that nobody else does, and he's the reason they won this game. Fair, uh, that's all it is. Hey, so, I, I believe of- I picked Kansas City to win the Super Bowl. Um, did I? The amount of improvisational things he does, and the yeah. amount of escapability he has, the level of escapability he has. To be able to make plays that are completely broken that, seriously, other than Russell Wilson and maybe Aaron Rodgers, definitely Aaron Rodgers in the past, maybe not so now, there's nobody else that can make these plays. And it's just, they won this game because they had Patrick Mahomes. Other than that, I thought the two teams played a pretty sloppy, ugly, similar brand of football. Absolutely. Um, I just think the Chiefs had... Pat Mahomes and the Bills didn't, and that's no disrespect to Josh Allen, but he's not Pat Mahomes. Very interested to see Clyde how Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, big-time game. Of course, he did it right after they signed Le'Veon Bell. Um, his best game as a rookie, I thought he looked great. I am very interested to see how Buffalo responds. Obviously, they're playing your New York Jets, so they should win that game easily. But going forward now, like we said before, man, this is two straight weeks against two of the top teams in the conference, and if they want to play with the big boys, so far, 0-2 against the Titans and against the Chiefs. Well, luckily next week they don't have to. Uh, let's move on to the final game. Cardinals smacked around the Cowboys 38-10, to and, man, talk about how the mighty have fallen. Talk about the Cowboys' offensive line. Going from one of the all-time great offensive lines within the past couple years to I mean, I I honestly did don't even blame a majority of that game on Andy Dalton. I know he's got all these skill guys to throw to, but he didn't have a minute to throw it to them. No, not and, even a second to throw it, it to them. It reminded me a lot of the Andy Dalton experience in Cincinnati the last few years. The guy no is, was throw. running for his life. I mean, I saw I want to say four or five times yesterday. He was already had his legs wrapped up. He did a three-step drop, his legs were wrapped up, and then he was getting rid of a ball, either dumping it off to Elliott or Pollard or throwing the ball out of bounds because he had zero time to throw. Speaking of Elliott, two more fumbles. That's four on the season so far. He said after the game, he apologized and said, this is on me, which I don't know if the game was on him, but the game certainly turned when he had a couple of those fumbles. Um that was never a problem for him in the first four years of his career. So you wonder what's going on, but I agree with you totally on Dalton and the, and the lack of offensive line play for the Cowboys, this division, the NFC East, and then we'll talk about the Cardinals. This is the worst division I have ever seen in the history of football. It's, I don't know how you can even argue it another way. If the giants win on Thursday night, they will be tied with the Cowboys with two wins. Slightly behind the Cowboys because the Cowboys won the head-to-head games. It's it's unbelievable. You watch teams like this. I don't know how they beat any other teams from any other divisions. Look, McCarthy is going to have one of the worst playoff seasons ever as a head coach. 
It's his first season, and he's going to get bailed out because there are so many bad teams in this league that with with Dak being gone and the lack there, lack of talent at the bottom of this league, he's going to look a-okay. Well, did you read the reports that were surfacing out of Dallas today that some, there's players in the locker room that have said that a, non, a couple unnamed players came out and said that these coaches don't know what they're doing. That is not I did. endorsement. I did, uh, I did see that, but that doesn't mean that Jerry feels the same way. And Jerry seems like a loyal guy because he's stuck with, well, the, he always, with the clapper for a good long time. Yeah, it's funny how we always shat on him, right? And I think deservedly so. I don't take any of that back of him as a, as him as a head coach. i got to tell you, I've really enjoyed him as an OC. The Giants have opened up a lot of fun play calling, and they're actually using some of their very few talented players. And I always thought he was a good play caller, uh, but as a head coach, he just didn't have it. But you can clearly see that this team, the problems on this team run a lot deeper than Jason Garrett. Um, I don't know what's going to happen, man. I, I do tell you this, though, and I think you're right, because they're going to they're gonna find a way to beat probably the Giants one more time, probably Washington, including this week, both times. No matter how bad they are, they'll win maybe six games and win the division. Wow, unbelievable, dude. Have you talked to Will since this game? Not since, no. I, I I didn't dare text him. I did not want to do that to him because I feel like you it's didn't one want of those to pull things. A move like your uncle would. You know your uncle would. Have uh, yeah, he's, because I'm not a bad guy. I'm not. I'm I not just a genuine. You know, that's that's honestly. You know what that is? I'm gonna just go ahead and say that's a dick move. <laughs> and <laughs> he knows I'm the... talking about him. But with that, I mean, because it's one of those things where it's like, even if I'm just. It's, I'll go back to the hurt dog analogy where you're just growling and spitting and biting everybody because you're hurt. I could just honestly have genuinely texted him to console him and just say, hey, how you doing? And he would have taken it as as a, as disrespect and said, well, at least we're not the fucking Jets. Oh, at least we're not the fucking worst team in the history of the NFL. You know what I mean? So Yeah. Well, you know what? I got this is where these Cowboys credit. fans are very defensive lately, and I did play I, golf with him on what Sunday. Do you, what do you mean lately? They've been <laughs> defensive for the last ten years. Uh, I played golf I, with him on Sunday. He was all in on the Red Rocket slash rifle. Well, I'm interested to see how uh, how he feels now. Um, what did you take from the Cardinals though? Because they did play a really really good game, and Kyler he's seven and zero now in his career down in Jerry World. This team, what are they to you? We talked about the other teams in the NFC West. Where does this team? They're a third place teams? team, mm-hmm. um, but they're a fun team. I think they need a few more pieces on defense because when they play teams that are actually, you know, good. Then that have a decent offensive line and can spread the ball around and everything that the D- Dallas Cowboys clearly can't do anymore with Dak being gone. I think that they're going to get shredded even with Patrick Peterson. But I mean, this combo of Hopkins and 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 Kyler and Kyler also being able to hit Christian Kirk deep, which I think he did twice mm-hmm. in this game. Guy's got an absolute cannon for an arm. Um, and then the running, I, I think this team's a lot of fun. That's the way I will classify them. I think they're going to go. Nine and seven, and and be fun, bro. Perfect word. I watched this team and I watched this offense under Cliff Kingsbury, and the play calling is just great. It's like seriously, you're taking a team that played on Saturday and you move them to Sunday or Monday night. Like they they are running everything that fun, really talented college programs are running. 
in this in this current era of college football, and they're translating it to the pros, uh, the big boy league, as you like to call it. Yes, they're really, really are fun. That's the perfect word. I think nine and seven, eight and eight is a fair, is probably a fair, probably a fair assessment for their season, right? Yes, sir. Absolutely. All right. You ready for me to recap some picks after we finally got through the rest of the uh, the regular season week? What was that? Six? There you go. Regular season week six. You ready to recap? I know I went one and three, so what did you do? I went two and two. I had Miami minus three and a half. That was honestly the mo- the biggest gimme of all time. <laughs> the Jets need to be – honestly, the Jets need to be – Dogs by double digits against any other team in the league. And that's not even joking. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, I took Washington plus three and a half. You took the Giants minus three and a half. I won that one. My sperm bank pick of the week didn't do too hot. Rams minus three and a half. And then I took Dallas. Ouch. Plus two and a half. Oof. That one was tough. You took the Jaguars plus three and a half. And you took Carolina minus two and a half. Um... So that lands us. We are knotted up again because you were up one last week, and, and mm-hmm. I beat you by one this week. So let's jump right in. Week seven of the NFL season. Let's start off with my. I'm trying to. I've been trying to get rid of them for years, but nobody will take them. So they're still my New York Jets. They are. Who's the home team? <laughs> they are. <laughs> they are. Plus 12.5 at home against the Buffalo Bills. Which means that if this game was in Buffalo, it would be 15.5. Yep. I am going to take the Buffalo Bills here. It's supposed to be beautiful on Sunday. I'm taking the Bills, too. (laughs) Okay. Jesus Christ, Sean. You mean to tell me that either Flacco or Darnold is going to keep the Jets within two touchdowns of this team? I don't think so. And the Bills need to right the ship, in all honesty, for them, is they've had two tough weeks in a row against better teams, and they need to get back into the swing of things. And even watching them get off the sidelines yesterday after the losses, it looked to me like they all knew that they were playing the Jets on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, I expect Stefan Diggs to probably have 200-plus yards receiving. Mm-hmm. All right, probably moving on to the there. next game. Your New York Giants are away. They are going over. They were going down to Philly. What is that? Veterans Field? Is that what it's called? No, is that Chicago? Well, veteran Veteran Stadium was the stadium they used to play in. You know, twenty years ago, they're Lincoln Financial Field. That's what I'm. They, you can call. I still call it Veteran Stadium. I'm an, I'm, an, I'm an old school guy. Eagles are favored by three and a half. <laughs> You're not an old school guy. You just don't know names. <laughs> uh, Eagles are favored by three and a half. What do you think? Yeah, and this is the Thursday night game. Yeah. Um, I have I, I'm picking Philly in this game too. The Giants haven't won a game in Philadelphia in ten years, hmm. and that counts the good Giants teams, like better Giants teams. The I don't Super think, Bowl winning Giants team. I don't think the Giants are going to win, but I think it's going to be a low scoring affair, and they're going to be able to keep it within a field goal. You know, Zach Ertz is out for three to four weeks. Uh, Miles Sanders most likely is not playing. He's not. And the Giants are so so far. It's really hard to put a to really get a feel for them because week one they hang with Pittsburgh. Week two they do nothing, but they almost come back against 
uh, Chicago. Week three, they get just blown the fuck out by San Francisco. Week four, they hang with the Rams in L.A. And week five, they really should have beaten the Cowboys. And then this past week, they played a really bad game but found a way to win because it was Washington. I don't know what to do with this team. I don't know what to do with Philly either. Like I said before, are they carrying momentum from that second half against Baltimore over to this game, or are they just a really bad team? I don't know. Basically, they think this game's about even, aside from the fact that Philly's at home. I'm going to take the Eagles in this game with you. I'm taking the Giants, buddy. Oh, you are taking the Giants. Okay, my fault. Yeah, I'm going to take the Eagles then, so we're going to square up against each other on this one. All right, so you have the Eagles minus three and a half. All right, why don't you give me another one of your picks, Sean? You, Sean, I gotta, I gotta blow the whistle on you. You sent me the picks this week, and half of them are covered up, or some of them are covered up by by the rest of your screen here, and it's pissing me off. No, well, you gotta, you gotta scroll down. So I'm going Cleveland, Cincinnati. I can't Cincinnati. scroll down, Sean. It's a picture. No, you gotta scroll down from one picture to the next picture. I understand that, but I don't know the I don't I couldn't tell you the spread of the Bengals game because it says save picks on it. It's three and a half. And the Bengals are the dog at home. I'm against. guessing you're gonna go Sancy here. No, I'm going Cleveland actually. Whoa, you fucking hate Cleveland. I do, but I don't think Baker's playing. I Cleveland think minus a three and a half? Yeah, I think Cleveland I think this is gonna be a case Keenum vehicle. Oh, wow, and you like how that Which feels? Which actually I kind of like more than the Baker Mayfield vehicle. Interesting. Yeah, so give me Cleveland in this game. Okay, I have, I'm going with the Monday night game here. I got the L.A. Rams against the Chicago Bears. I mean, listen, I think this is the week. I think McVay is going to pull out all the stops. I think the, the, what is it, the chariot turns into a pumpkin this week. You love that analogy. You've used. I'm huge into it. Yeah, and I I, I like this one, uh, and I think that the Rams, after last week, little revenge game on themselves. I guess. Oh, you've um, gone chariot into the pumpkin and revenge game. I think the, I'm going to give me the Rams minus minus five and a half. I'm going with them again. This is my team this year. I picked them to win the division. I think that they're going to be able to cover that spread and win by a touchdown. All you needed to do was say that they're battle-tested and they've got the 12th man, and you would have hit every single cliche in the book. Well, battle-tested, I didn't want to take it from you. <laughs> um, I like that pick by you. Let me, uh, guess, let me guess where you're going next. Sure. I think you're going to Washington. You're right. <laughs> you Mason alluded to that Dallas, earlier. Baby. I did. Way to, way to stick with me. Yeah, I'm going Dallas at Washington. Dallas is a two-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. Amazingly enough, I'm going to take the Washington football team in this game. They're a, they're a two-and-a-half-point dog at home, and I get it. I don't know. I think this team actually can win this game even. I, the Dallas. Tell you what, it's interesting because. Turned me off so much to them. This is, this is biggest strength on biggest weakness. Their Dallas so, offensive line against that big old Washington defensive line. So I was watching the second half of the Giants game, and not that the Giants are good, but they were absolutely anemic and helpless against this defense of Washington. Ron Rivera hasn't played really well. Obviously, there's plenty of talent. I think Kyle Allen can play well enough to put them in position to win this game at least by a field goal. So give me uh, Washington. Wow. Interesting. I mean, they don't even need to win the game. They just need to hang around by a field goal. I know, but that's what I'm saying. I think that they could win this game – I think they could win this game marginally. Okay. 
I like that pick. I'm going to go to New England. Mm. I think the Niners are coming off a high with that big win. Patriots just got fucking shellacked. Cam, another week to get healthy. And the Patriots are only only favored at home by two and a half. Wow. I mean, this has got to be the lowest spread for them in a long time at home, right? I'm thinking the same thing. And I guess Vegas is really high on what the Niners did last weekend. I think I'm going to try and catch Vegas tripping up here. This is my sperm bank pick of the week, actually. And I haven't used Belichick. Does he have any kids? Is he fertile? <laughs> yeah, man. One of his kids is... Uh, is oh, yeah, I forgot. Uh, He's got a couple of his kids. Co- we'll yeah. talk about fertile. A couple of his kids are coaching the team. Bill Belichick is my, is my sponsor for sperm bank pick of the week because I didn't know he was fertile. And congratulations okay. to Bill Belichick for having yeah. children. Hey, I'm And sure probably grandkids it. at this point. How do you like the Belichick Subway commercials? I just think they're just as corny as he is. I just never thought I'd see the day. And it just it feels so forced and weird. He's trying to fill that void now that his boy Tommy's gone. I know. I think you're right. I think he's trying to get more into the public eye. Never thought I'd see the day. Yeah, right? He wants to get Tom out of it. Well, you got anything else for me? Those are our picks. Let's go over them one more time before we talk a little pop culture, whatever you want to talk. Buffalo minus 12.5. You and I are both taking that. You took Philly minus 3.5. I took Giants plus 3.5. You took Cleveland minus 3.5. I took the Rams minus 5.5. Your final pick, you took Washington plus 2.5. I (laughs) took my sperm bank pick of the week brought to you by Bill Belichick and his fertility minus 2.5. Take that I think one that's bank. your. I think that's your best one yet. Does he have kids? Yeah, he's got two of them coaching on his team. Good for him. Good for Love him. Love it. Uh, I don't have much else, man. Election is fourteen days away. Everybody, get your ass out there and vote. Or if you have your absentee ballots, absentees. cash them in. There's been voting early in many of states. Uh, capitalize on that if you're worried about going on november 3rd i have no idea where to go here man i know we briefly talked about the town halls last week um the final debate is thursday i have no idea what they can possibly debate because if you don't have your mind up on who you're voting for right now you're the dumbest kid in school Mm. i guess you couldn't have put it much better than that um yeah nothing really going on for me um Thinking about starting up a, a fantasy football pod, a quick one. Ooh. Quick hit one under the Sorry Sports umbrella with a friend of mine. I like um, it. Yeah, under the Sorry Sports umbrella, it'll just be Sorry Fantasy Quarter or something. Somebody give me a good name, Sean. If you can think of one, um, it, it can be making fun of me in the title. I don't give a shit. I just need you to think of something related to fantasy. That'll be a quick hitter maybe every week. If I can find the time to give everybody a little bit of their fantasy insights. Um, I think we got to have Will on here soon. I do too. Just we do a, a quick check of the pulse um, yes. for Middle America because I guess he represents that being a Cowboys fan. <laughs> and then, yeah, I mean, we got NBA Sorry, draft Middle coming America. up. <laughs> we got NBA draft coming up soon, right? Eventually. Yeah, November, November 8th. November 8th or 18th, one of the two. Um, yeah, we got the World Series, MLB, then we're going to move into free agency, trades. It's going to be fun. 
Yeah, I think the NBA offseason is going to be really fun because the free agency class isn't great. I was going to say free agency is pretty dry, but look out for a trade or two. Oh, my God, man. I think there's going to be a lot of cap coming. Yeah, with the cap coming down a little bit, and there's a lot of teams who are in that window of championship contenders. And, you know, there's going to be a lot of roster shakeups. I'm fascinated to see what ends up happening. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be weird that it's around Thanksgiving where shit's going to be rolling as opposed to, you know, the 4th of July time. But, hey, I'll take it. I mean, at this point, I don't even, like, time things anymore. Whenever it happens, I just go, oh, that's cool. Maybe we should do a pod soon. I know, man. Well, I love the fact we got two in a row in, uh, two weeks in a row, that is. Yes. So hopefully we can make that a a really fun number three next week. Uh, With the World Series back to traditional time, so you got an off day between games two and three and between games five and six if they go that far. So when we talk again... We will be probably either at the tail end of the World Series or we'll have a champion. There we go. I don't know who I'm rooting for. I guess go Tampa if I want to win money. Go Dodgers if I want Kershaw to win. Don't really care either way. Just want it to be a good series. I think we're going to get it, man. Jets, keep losing. Jets, keep losing, Tom. Okay, so you're going for GM. Douglas signed a big six-year deal before last year. I got to know how you're going to pry him out of there. I don't you know, maybe. Dirt on them that you can maybe can't you know. can't confirm or deny. I've got TMZ on the other line. I gotta go. Uh, <laughs> I was just gonna say, hey man, this is your this is your opportunity to stir some shit up like no one else can other than you. Yes, sir. I'm gonna have to keep yes. digging. I like it. All right, everybody. Well, enjoy the week. Enjoy the football, and vote. Go vote, guys. Yes, sir.